Hello, this is Nick from Wow Talk, and you're listening to In Orbit on Mash Those Buttons. You're not going to replace me with Nolan North, are you? Guardian. Guardian. Would you mind loaning me some of your lipstick, Mom? Because I want to at least look pretty the next time you decide to f*** me! Oh, I've got a better idea! Why don't you go across the street and buy some condoms? Because we should at least be safe if you're gonna f*** me, Mom! You might as well go buy some cigarettes, too! Because I like to have a smoke after I get good and f- You wanna f*** me, Mom? Just say so! You wanna f*** your son so bad? Go on, Mom! F*** me! F*** me! Well, then could we at least pull up here and get some dinner? Because I like to be wined and dined after I've been f- you know, Mom, the least you could do is kiss me first, because I like to be kissed before I get f***ed. If I was going to f*** my son, I'd kiss him first. Welcome to In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. I'm Jorge, and I'm very disgruntled. And I'm also here with another couple disgruntled people, first of them, being John, a.k.a. Waldy. Say hi, John. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Always Disgruntled himself, Jared. Say hi, Jared. If you didn't say it, I was, because <laughs> it is always something. <laughs> Welcome to episode 11, the episode killed by, uh, uh, the episode killed by, uh, uh, the episode killed by, lag. all right, there we go. Got it out, finally. Oh, oh, damn it, we killed the ogre. All right. Basically, this is an episode about our struggles that we've been having or we've been seeing in Destiny lately, and it's getting to the point where it's kind of affecting our enjoyment with the game. Um, but before we get into the personal stuff, let's go ahead and talk about a little, a couple of the news. First one, Trials of Osiris is the second, right as of recording anyway, this is the second weekend that it's been out in year 2.0. And it's actually been an okay uh, ride. Um, it's really cool that the rewards drop off via the... Um, the bounty packages instead of having to get those stressful six wins, seven wins that you might not even get just because of random nonsense that happens in the game, either lag going on or whatnot. Uh, the packages actually have been dropping some pretty cool items. Uh, the auto rifle is really cool. The scout rifle is amazing and it's, it's destroying everyone in crucible right now. The other big update coming, uh, in the future, will be obviously the challenge modes for the crucible, uh, not the crucible, I'm sorry, for the hard mode raid, uh, which involve Golgoroth, Oryx, and the Warpriest. Uh, there will be some challenges involving them. And there will also be two updates, one in November and one in December that they've talked about. The one in December, the only thing we know about, will involve Etheric Light and Wormswore, which for some reason they don't want to do anything about Wormswore right now, even though I'm swimming in it. And the one coming out in November hopefully addresses something with the Quiver perk, as well as hopefully addresses something with uh, Titan Sunbreakers in the Crucible. Now that we got the news out of the way, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, because I think it's safe to say 
the enjoyment with the raid has really diminished and it has nothing to do with the well to some extent some of the people that we we run with but the biggest thing is stuff that's completely out of our control and what i mean by that is there the biggest culprit is that oryx fight i don't know what happened this past weekend i don't know if it's on bungie's side all i know is that Looking at all, all our, our all, all our connections, they're all green, and we're having no problems. And pretty much every group that I've run in, run with, and all the different people that I've been talking about, I've just seen nonstop lag issues, lag issues that were present during the hard mode crota last year, are happening now. Just really, really bad bugs. Either enemies not spawning, or when they do spawn, they all of a sudden start teleporting all over the place. And it makes it so that a, an already stressful fight, as it is, becomes even more stressful and, be, and be, has more people seeking out quote-unquote cheeses or things that make it easier just because they don't want to be in there for three hours. It's, it's almost to the point of the frustration people had, like I mentioned with hard mode Crota last year, where swords would disappear or whatnot, and pre-nerf Skolas where it was just burn them as quickly as possible. If you couldn't burn them, then you just had to wipe. And then you had to wait the five minutes or however long it is for your heavy ammo synth to come back up. It's stupid stuff like this that should not be happening in the game. And yet I frequently see it and I know other people have seen it. And it's just becoming too much. Uh, John, I, you were running with me and I know that you tried it uh, with another group as well. You've seen these issues. You want to talk about the issues? We'll we'll get to the other part, the the, the re quote unquote rewards later yeah, on. Yeah, if you just want to stick to uh, just the lag mm -hmm. situation, it's almost become. Uh, it feels like it's part of Oryx's defense. Is that one of his special powers is lag, uh, to prevent anyone from being able to beat him. It's impossible to beat him if ogres are disappearing, ogres' uh, health monitors are uh, inaccurate. You're shooting him thinking that he has full health, and next thing you know, he's dead. How does that happen? You have knights appearing um, just out of the ground, um, where half their body is, is still underground and they're moving around. You have Skolas is supposed to be in that dome with you. You mean Oryx? Half of his body is outside of it. None of it makes any sense. E even from a guardian standpoint, and everyone's jumping on their plates. The first person jumps on it. And the next person is supposed to jump up. It looks like they're still waiting for you to jump up on there. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, Waldy, jump on your plate. Well, no, I, I can't. You're not on the plate yet. Yes, I am. Oh, well, from what I can tell, you're still standing there. Uh, plate's not lighting up. It's so frustrating to have to play a game like this. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. When, you know, when, when you have a group of people and you may have a, a weaker player in the group, and sometimes they'll make the game harder for you, and, but at least you know that the frustration is coming from a weaker player. 
But when it's the system is against you, you can only throw your arms up in the air and say, well, uh, I'm going to have to turn this game off and wait for them to fix this because this is a waste of time. This is a waste of everybody's time. And what really stunk for us was there were three situa- three times, three times that we did Oryx where we, c- we missed out on detonating one bomb, just one bomb, and we would have been done with the whole thing. And then the next run where we were doing the when we were doing the jumps, we had already been suffering lag throughout all this time, mind you. And all of a sudden, something just happens, where where the the somebody jumps on the platform and the platforms don't show up at all, or you run through the spark and it doesn't tear you through dimensions, and everything it looks like time just stopped. Or, or, and, and we just experienced this, I think it was yesterday or maybe the night before, Oryx is getting ready to attack you with his sword inside the, inside the dome. And sometimes he'll come in and just fly around for a while. It, it, at one point, half the time that we had to try and kill him, we spent running around and jumping and not hitting him because he wouldn't attack. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't go back out to the outside. And then when we were one step away from, from beating it, we killed him from outside the dome. And two seconds later, Doxology it was a complete wipe. Yep. Yeah. We, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We, if we were- killed him. Then it, when you, you're set up that whatever whatever it is, whether it's just bugs in the program or what whatever, it's you, you can't win that way. Um, it's it's works his way of cheating. Uh, you, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, to and add when a- when you've already spent two hours and you've gotten to that point, you're I'm ready to throw my controller at the TV. Yeah, to add a little bit more of, of what he was talking about, we kill the Echo of Oryx inside the pocket dimension, and we're waiting. Three, two, one. He's he's already dead at this point. We counting. We're literally just counting down. Three, two, one. All of a sudden, it says Doxology. The screen goes red. Everybody dies. Oh. And and it was, mind you, all we needed was one bomb. One bomb. We had killed him right there. All we had to do was just activate the plates, get the spark, you know, and, and do the whole thing. Where and all we needed is just one person to go activate their bomb. It would have been over. We would have. I've never gone through hard mode where it literally took us two days and we didn't complete it either of those two days because of issues with the game. It had nothing to do with the actual. Uh, with the actual like the players we've all done it where there's never been an issue everything every everyone's run perfectly we one time we, we ran it not a single person died and we we beat orcs that very first time and we're just like well okay that was interesting and then all of a sudden we run into brick wall after brick wall either somebody gets teleported oh this is the worst part when you're leaving, when you finally leave the pocket dimension and you get teleported back, and somebody with full life, all of, all of a sudden they just 
die. They drop. They don't get hit by anything. And it's because of when they get teleported, they're teleported in inside a platform that's outside. So that the game thinks that you're inside the platform and it kills you. <laughs> or, or, this is one of my favorites because it's happened to me several times. And I almost prepare for it now that I'm going to die when I get pulled into that, into that pocket. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you hear it the entire time. He's going to swing. He's going to swing. Suddenly my screen blurs before I can even see inside that pocket. I'm dead because yeah. he swung right on top of me. Yeah. That, 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 that's not really a glitch. That's more of Bungie bad programming right there. There's, there's one of the worst things that, that can happen is when you get teleported in there. And I don't know why they decided to do this. They always, whenever he's getting ready to swing, they always teleport somebody as he's going inside. So that person just has not even a split second. They're just like, uh oh, I'm teleported. Whack! Dead. On hard, it's, it, on hard mode, it's a guaranteed instant kill. Like that, that. You, you can't, can't even do anything about it. E yeah. Even if you, the second you got in there and jumped, you're dead mm -hmm. because they give his sword such a long range to attack. It doesn't matter. It, you can't get away from that. Yeah, that that that's been our struggle on hard mode, and and to make it to to make it even worse, the rewards, Bungie, nothing is not a reward. I, I can't stress and going through I understand that normal mode you're gonna get moldering shards I've accepted that unfortunately I don't agree with it but I've accepted that that's a reward when I go through it on hard mode and I get squat I do not accept that I cannot accept that killing a boss should guarantee you a drop of some kind a weapon a piece of armor and they need to separate these 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 weapons and and, and armors cuz it's 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 really really annoying that half of the secondaries and all the heavies only come from the war priest all the pieces of armor come from golgoroth outside of the helmet come from golgoroth Half of the other secondaries and the class item come from uh, the, the sisters. And Oryx gives you who knows at this point. Like, he'll give you a helmet every so often, but the drop rate on those helmets are, is absolutely ridiculous. And there's even a glitch in the reward system because they still haven't dropped the ship. Nobody has the ship. It's really, really, really frustrating to know that you've gone, you go through a very glitchy raid and to get squat. I've seen people go in there and the only thing they get, because they already did it on normal, the only thing they'll get is a class item from the sisters. Every other, every other boss kill and completion got them squat. Not even I shards. Have over, I have over 50 moldering shards <clears throat> right now. Over 50 moldering shards. And, and because then, the majority of every raid I run, I get nothing but moldering shards. Or a gun, uh, and very rarely a piece of armor that is below anything I already have already. 
And and then to make things worse, it, it it that that person that got that class item, it was a three ten class item. Right. Like three ten would be nice if it was normal mode. A hard mode drop where the max light now is three twenty is unacceptable. That's unacceptable. That is not a reward. That is that should not be happening. Especially when other game modes depend on those drops from the hard mode raid because you decided to make PvE so important to a PvP end game event that you cannot get any higher light level stuff outside of doing PvE stuff. That's unacceptable, completely wrong, and it needs to be remedied and it needs to be remedied fast because people are starting to leave this game in droves. I've started to see it. And they're not leaving it for stuff like COD. They're not leaving it for, for the new releases. I saw people playing Call of Duty a couple, uh, a couple days ago, and then they went off that game. They, they completely left it. They, the, the hype went down real quick. They're not leaving it for Assassin's Creed. They're leaving it for literally nothing. They're not playing. They're not playing games. And all, I, I go back to these people, and I talk to them. Hey, I haven't seen you on, on, on um, Destiny for a while. What's going on? I I don't their response. I don't see a need to play a game when I'm not getting anything. That's the truth. I I've said plenty of times before that out of the three of us, uh I'm the the least gamer. Um I I usually stick with one game a year, uh maybe two. But this is a, a different circumstance. This is the first kind of uh first person shooter slash like MMO game where y you want to stick with it for an extended uh, period of time. It's not something like COD where I played for um, most of a year and said, okay, I've, I've had my fill. But um, this has taken up over a year. And when I start looking at what else is coming out to see what else is interesting or what I may want to play, that's, that's bad news because I, I represent that, that smaller gamer group that only has time to really play one game. Mm -hmm. And if I'm losing interest, I represent that group that's saying, hey, what else is coming out? Hey, you know, Star Wars Battlefront's coming out. Um, COD's coming out. Um, uh, there's a few others uh, coming out a little bit later on. And that's a that's a bad sign for a game like this, and and all of these things are fixable, all of them are. I don't understand, and this is a theme that comes up in almost every in orbit. Some of the decisions they made when making this game, and there's always this needs to be fixed. Yeah. Each and every one, there's a. Well, they need to fix this because this doesn't work. This is buggy. This is a glitch. <laughs> you can't continue to have a game like this. And and what's worse is they get us started on those first couple weeks of, oh my God, there's so much to do, and look at the possibilities, and and there's you know there's a little bit more fun to this. There's you know some things. There's a, a little wink, a, a little like sense of humor behind things. And the characters are better, and there's a little bit more story. Well, now that it's been out a little while, it's some of that that uh, shiny sheen that's on it has rubbed off, and you realize 
that there isn't really a whole much uh, added to the story. And it's only so long that the pre-written stuff of, of the characters uh, stays funny. And some of the changes that you made, while they seem like a good idea to begin with, are really starting to, to fail miserably. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty much on board with almost everything you said there. Uh, there's, I still believe the story is, is leagues better than what it was before. Um, I just, I still don't understand why Bungie insists on making most of their uh, their, their story through the, the Grimoire cards. I, 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 this, come on. Yeah, you, you, I, I don't understand that either. It's this, this whole exposition thing that you need to get online. The Why? The, you have a video game. You have certainly plenty of possibility to include the story in there, not in which uh, the narrator uh, narrator, sorry, is is telling you something while your ship is flying to your location. Right. Everything has happened off screen. So how do you how do you really care about everything that happened? And what kills me about the story is they don't really they can go the soul caliber route and put up an image and just have somebody talking about it. It doesn't have to big, be a big screen actor. You can have somebody called, I don't know, the narrator. <laughs> really. <laughs> like, here, they are the narrator of, of your story. The, the, they're, they're spreading all this to, to build your legend up. Is like, you, the Guardian, you've done so many great things and blah, blah, blah. And just have an image of, I don't know, a Guardian fighting Cabal or something like that as you talk about the Cabal lore or as you're talking about, you know, Oryx and have an image of Oryx there. Just, just something Im involving all that. And they, and they insist... Here's the thing that kills me. I know I'm in the mi minority here. I've read the Grimoire card, especially the stuff from the Book of Sorrow. That stuff is fantastic. That One of the new cards that we're going to get from the challenge modes is a, is a card where Oryx is literally talking to the darkness. This is this will be one of the cards that actually gives us insight as to what the darkness is and who the or who or what or when and where this darkness entity is. And you're telling me that the only way I'm going to understand what the darkness is is by reading one of these cards that I have to read online. I can't read in the game. At this point, why can't you you, you can't you can't make it in the game? I, it just bu bugs me. It rubs me the wrong way, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be that 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 much to spend to to actually you know do what I was talking about. Where every single day when when you log in, you you now that you can go ahead and, and sign out of or, or not sign out of or, or close out the the cutscenes every single day. Put in a little piece of lore at the beginning where somebody's talking about you know an event going on in Destiny or, or something in the history of Destiny so you learn about the lore of this game so that you get interested. You can skip it if, you, if you're not interested. You just press that X button then press a circle like you do right now for the cutscenes. But at least it gives people a, a choice so that they're learning about this stuff. And, and the fact that it makes it even worse that a lot of the people are starting not to get interested in the story simply because they don't feel rewarded. They're like, 
why would I care about the story if I'm having all this trouble getting loot and I can't even do higher level stuff because people won't invite me because I'm not 310, but it's not, I'm not 310 because I can't get loot. <laughs> like, it's, it's just... And, and I know not all people are like that. I mean, I, I, I've, I've done uh, hard Oryx with 307, 306 people. And yeah, that last boss battle was a challenge, but we managed to get through it. We managed to work it out. But to, it's so unfair to a lot of these people that struggle so hard, that they do so much, and they're really skilled, and they're getting shut down in terms of loot, and they can't take that extra step because the game didn't gift them the ability to get the, the right reward. It's really frustrating. And to make it even worse, like like I was talking about in the last episode, the fact that the, the these random numbers drop for, for these weapons and, and armor pieces just makes it even worse. I, I, I really want them to just be like, you know what? All hard mode gear drop, gear and weapons drop at 320. All normal gear drops at 310. And at this point, they need to introduce an easy mode where the ghost talks to you and gives you clues on how to finish the, the raid and make that gear at 300 that way and make it matchmaking that way people can actually get involved in raids it's so it's i i, I don't like that bungee that, that that bungee response oh we'll, we'll get you the challenge but we're not going to find you any friends this is a ma this is a major part of the story. This this raid is a major part of the story, and not everybody's. I, when I last checked the uh, the trophy, less than twenty five percent of the people finished a normal raid. Yeah, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about uh, King's Fall. I'm talking about a normal raid in general. That's something Bungie is constantly ignored through the entire process. You can't have a game that focuses on multiplayer and playing with other people yet you don't give people a way to group up together like there should there should be like a lobby system in the tower and in the reef you should have a lobby system you should tell people what you're going to do and people should be able to jump into your fire team but they have yet to implement that and i don't know why they're ignoring it acting like it's not a problem there should be no Bungie LFG. There should be, uh, not Bungie, Destiny LFG. There should be none of that because that should have been built in the game because it's such an important part of the game. Mm -hmm. There's so much stuff in this game that you cannot do alone, yet Bungie doesn't act like it. Like, who, I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Yeah. Um, motherfucker's crazy. And you throw in, you know, not only are you, I don't know if I, it has to be to an extreme where every drop is, is 320, but. I could have sworn when they talked about how they were going to um, rerun some of the, the loot was that it was going to be based off of some of the items you had. But, Maybe it should be based off of light items or where your light level is, which is the most important thing. That was supposed to be for, for I, I didn't mean to cut you off, that's for the exotics. Not, not, okay, well, not, well not I don't understand why it can't be the same thing with the raid weapons. I, I don't mind doing continuing to do the raid as long as the items that I'm getting is is at least you know even if you wanted to make it annoying one light level above whatever i'm using but you're not doing that you, you i may have a 318 sniper rifle raid sniper rifle 
and then I get a new one at 311. What am I going to, I'm going to shard it. Can't do anything with that. No, see, I'm, I'm, I disagree with one of the things that you said there. And the thing I disagree with is that it should drop at, at, at 310 for normal. I mean, every other raid, it was always, yeah, you had to max upgrade it, except for House of Wolves, where it automatically dropped at 365 at that time. Uh, it needs to be the max level. This is the these are the items that you're going to be using to upgrade your stuff. Since they're not using the etheric light system, they're using the the armor upgrade system, the infusion system. It needs to be where those items are available, whether or not you already had them before. But at least give us the opportunity to infuse other stuff to a higher level. And this whole oh you know the number will be halfway. What it, no it. I don't care what the number is. If it's a 280 arm piece that the, the and, and you have something that's 310, I, I can't tell you how annoying it is to know that. Oh, I had something that was 300 and 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 I had a, a 310 piece, but that thing is only going to go up to 307 or 308. Why? Why? What's the point in that? What's what's the point in me getting these pieces of armor if I already know? Oh, I got to get another piece of armor to get it to the max level. And then on top of that, I'm not gonna even get. I'm not even guaranteed to get this higher piece of no uh, of gear because Bungie won't give me that piece of gear because of of random the random number generator. It's so stupid. Stop it. If you're gonna use this infusion system, where you were touting it at the beginning, where it made it seem like, hey. Once once you get this this piece of armor, you're gonna be able to then make your gear more powerful. People were thinking, oh well, maybe you'll be able to transfer perks. Maybe you'll be able to transfer this and that. And it seemed like they half-assed it. They took not take that full ass, put it into your work, Bungie, because this is stupid. This is absolutely stupid. Well, we you just hit on like the macro of of exactly what we're dealing with. If we switch it to the micro. These guns and the armor suck. All of them. The perks suck. There's nothing special about these guns. I'm infusing them into regular guns in the game because these guns suck so much. There's nothing special about the armor whatsoever. Mm-hmm. These are supposed to be the, the items that you work the hardest for. To get through these raids. This yeah. is supposed to be some special stuff. Mm-hmm. None of it is. And and that's besides the fact that other than outside of maybe a handful of exotics, they all suck too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the creativity in the weapons and the armor that they had in the first year, but all of it went out the window. You had some interesting, exciting guns and perks on the armor in the first year. Now there's perks that don't even make sense. Perks that only are helpful, uh, I don't know, once once in a short, uh, uh, sorry, once in a, in a long while. I have to wait until I'm surrounded by three enemies and then I can reload faster. And that's... You have a chance. Yeah, I have a chance. <laughs> what the, make the stuff interesting for God's sakes. The, this is a whole other thing. Not only are, aren't people getting the weapons that they need to increase their light, because that's all they're looking at. 
They don't really give a shit about what the weapon is or what the armor is. Just get my light level up. But the stuff you're, you're, you've attached the light level to is shit. All of it needs to go and be redone. What, what are you going to say? Well, the most interesting thing about these guns is when I aim. <laughs> it looks like something out of Lord of the Rings. That's cool. But you made a sniper rifle that it takes multiple hits in order to kill things when any other sniper rifle is a one-shot a one shot kill when it's a headshot. You, you have the, the... Oh, my God. Like, okay, I get... I can see how Cocoon is helpful. It really is, especially when you're, you're battling some of those bosses. But the stuff that comes with it, man, I, I don't know anyone... To, to listen to someone get so excited... I got a 320 pulse rifle. And, and someone first, says, what are the perks? Yeah, that's the first question everybody says. And it ends up being two really lame perks. Everyone in that party chat will go, you need to infuse that into something. Yeah. Because you got a shitty gun. While the person that got it really was excited about the 320. Because what what's the most important thing there? To get your light level up. Which, just as a side thing, I don't know why it, the level 40 shows up on people's, uh, next to people's names in, in the uh, lobby screens. There's no reason for it. It's a meaningless number now. The, the important number is light. Mm-hmm. If you've made light import the most important thing in the game, then the fact that they are technically level 40 is meaningless. That's, that's just a, a side, small thing. But... You know, if if you're not going to have drops, if you're not if if the drops that you are going to have are going to be meaningless, and you're going to have a buggy raid and a buggy game, because it's not just the raid and it's not just Oryx, which I realize that the majority of the problem usually happens around Oryx, but there's still issues with the Crucible. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little. little so what bit. what kind of game do you have now? Fortunately, a very buggy game. You oh. have the game that 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 Jared has been has been warning us about for a while now. Right now, Jared is sitting on his chair, going, "Told you." <laughs> hey, I mean, what, what episode is this? Episode eleven. This is episode eleven. This is episode eleven of In Orbit. It's just kind of like. You only can do this so many times. I mean, sometimes I, after I do an episode of, of, of an orbit, I'm like, man, I really gotta com- stop complaining so much. But then it's like, by the time we get to the next episode, I just have a whole bunch of new stuff to complain about. And, and now John is doing it for me. And me. And I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm and, supposed and, to be optimistic one, remember? Yes, exactly. Jorge is, out of all, out of, all of us, he is the most fanboy, like, this is your game, man. Like anytime I have something negative to say, you're usually the one that's like, "Well, no, it's not that bad." We got to understand this. You got to understand that. And there is no. I think everybody is tired of it at this point. Yeah, I mean, ask John. This past weekend, for the first time, I actually said, "You know what? I think I am really losing my patience." 
Uh, and, that, that, and that means a lot. I mean, that's and this this is somebody who what you ran Black Spindle like what fifteen times, sixteen times on Monday. I can't remember how how many times. It was a lot. Ba- basically, everybody in my clan got it, there. and we yeah, had a lot of I, even I I hopped on that day because like oh, I might as well like <laughs> I should be able to get it this time. But it was like by the time I had hopped on, you already ran it thirteen times, mm-hmm. and it's not like you were tired of it. You were like, okay, let's do it. So for you to be getting tired of dealing with, uh, you know, dealing with what's happening now, like that—that's a lot. Like you're one of you're out, you're one of Destiny's biggest fans, mm-hmm. and for you to be getting tired of it, that is, that means a lot. And I, I don't know what's going on at Bungie. Like, why are they not paying attention to this? Like, how could it? In my opinion, like, how could you even think this is okay? I mean, the guys from because they, they are well. They, I shouldn't say they openly admitted it, but uh, you know, in that in that Kotaku article, they were talking about how the guys from Diablo came over and ex- talked to them about how they did loot in their game. They found out that being so random wasn't the greatest thing, so they stopped being so random. And with the information we got from Bungie before Taken King came out, it sounded like they were going to address that issue. But it sounds like it hasn't been addressed at all. You know, with with light being so important, you you would think that that system they put in place for exotics they would do the same thing for the raid weapon specifically. But the the hard mode raids aren't obviously they're not easy they're not built to be easy they're built to be challenging so you go through all that and then you end up with a bunch of garbage basically and you can't do it again for another week that's very very discouraging. And the thing about the Destiny player base. I don't know if Bungie would own up for the own up to this or try to deny it, but for the most part, the Destiny player base is pretty casual. So you can't. I, I think that's that that's that being that that being the case, knowing that your audience is casual, you you can't afford to do this. You can't afford to lose anybody because a casual player will just leave a game and move on to the next. They won't really look back unless they're being pulled back, and that's one of the advantages that Destiny does have. A lot of people play it because of their friends, including me. You know, if it wasn't for you guys, I would have stopped playing Destiny a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with with a lot of casual players, and you know, you mentioned that what was it, twenty percent or is it twenty five percent of people have have only done raids? Like that means you know between eighty to seventy seventy five to eighty percent of the people who play Destiny haven't done a normal raid at all. Right, and that's because a lot of people play by themselves. Like, look at Nick, Nick. He did his first raid with us. It was Wall of Glass. Well, actually, it was Wall of Glass, and we it did was, Crota that night. Was it Crota first, though? No, it was Wall of Glass first. Was it? Okay. And then we did Crota like, right after that. And that took us like 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that was his first raid ever. You know how many people play like Nick? There are a lot of them. Oh, there are a lot of them. I see it all the time on my screen. Yeah, in order to actually be to, to be a Destiny player, you have to be in tune with the community. Like you have to know where to go to get certain information. You have you have to be going to various websites and looking up news on Destiny. And if you're by yourself, looking up you know Destiny LFG or participating in the forums so that you can find other people to play with. But for somebody who doesn't really read gaming news like that or doesn't keep up with gaming news, this is Destiny's probably a terrible game for them. They probably don't even know what the Black Spindle is. They don't know. They don't even know that they're missing it. You know, 
or the sleeper stimulant. They don't know any of this information because Bungie has just proven over and over again that they are terrible at uh, disseminating information. Well, you, know, you mentioned something interesting there was, was the fact that there may be people that don't even know what some of these guns that, that exist that are out there, like Black Spindle, because they're casual gamers. In the first year, I was well aware of the guns that I wanted to have that other people either got through raids uh, or special drops. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them. This is the first time now that I can say that there are several guns that I don't have that I don't even care if I do get them. Mm-hmm. Things like this sleeper stimulant, uh, items that require extra quests that people have put time into, and each and every one. I, I have the black spindle, but outside of that, you know, at no point have I. Have I run home and said, oh my God, I need to get two more people so that I can run this in, in order to try and get the, uh, um, what's the gun called? The uh, Omelets of Destiny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The, Just go with that. <laughs> the, don't have time to tell or something. Oh, whatever. don't have time to explain? No time to explain? Don't have time to explain. Uh, I don't care. You don't even care about the name, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, it just seems... Uh, just especially knowing how some of the other guns that I worked hard to get really didn't help all that much. Didn't really do anything. And the, the only outside system that you have, which was another thing I, I just wanted to mention, was I think this legendary Marks uh, experiment doesn't work. I don't think it works. First of all, I'm, I'm getting tired of the, of the infusion process because of how wacky that can be. But I'm, I can be somewhere between 310 and 312 with, with uh, several of my players, my characters. Why would I go and use my legendary marks to go get uh, a year two exotic piece of armor or gun that's at 280? There's no reason to. All of those items should be based off of my light level. That if that there's really no point, I I built up a hundred and ninety five uh, legendary marks the other day. I had to force myself to buy something. Well, I know when I, when I was using my legendary marks, I would still buy, I would buy a year two gun, but only the year one stuff, uh, because they had great perks on them. I haven't seen a year two exotic that I actually would consider using. And when yeah. I say consider using, I'm talking about the crucible, obviously. Everything I'm talking about is, is, is crucible. Well, yeah, I, well, I, you know, I did some research to see that Red Death was the second most popular gun in Trials. First one being the pulse rifle that was in the Iron Banner a couple weeks ago. So I thought, well, if I ever do Trials... I'll I'll have the red death. Right. The the, but, the I think the three most most popular guns right now in Crucible is Nerwin's Mercy, Hawksaw, and uh Red Death. And I think it's in that order. Yeah, yeah. I did see uh Hawksaw was in there. So So I, I ended up buying Red Death, but for the longest time of, of just looking at the guns that were available and thinking Really, I, I, don't, I don't. I'm being forced to have to buy something here. 
so I can, <laughs> so I don't get stuck at 200. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to infuse it, I don't know, six, seven, eight times with other weapons in order to try and get it up to a reasonable level. Yeah, because it wasn't anything past, if it's like past seven light higher, then you only get a certain, no, is it four or is it seven? I think it's 80% of the amount. Yeah, I think it's like, is it, if, it's, if it's four light levels higher, then you only get like between 70, it's like something like 70 or 80%. Yeah, I, I think it is light. 70 to 80. But I, I, so far in my experience with exotics, it feels like that percentage is different. I think the exotics are like, if it's, I think it's less than that. It's, I think it's 60 to 70. Yeah. Which is even worse when you're getting random drops. Right, right. Yeah, right. I, mean, if, I think they're trying to, and we kind of talked about this before, but they're trying to prolong the game so that people don't rush through it. But there's and, nothing to prolong. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm at the point right now, I have nothing to do. Uh, Except I, help people. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I don't mind helping people. I actually enjoy getting in those groups. But, like... I, I I don't agree with your statement about oh the the bungee should communicate when you know about about the exotic events and stuff that should be stuff that you find in the game. My problem with those exotic events is how they're being broadcast. Uh, I'm not broadcasting this month. Not, how they're coming out in the game, where it, it, like at, at this point you should be able to do a a mission and you have to figure out what's going on in that mission. And and you get you once you find it you find that item and it starts a quest. Um, it, the the whole daily thing, with the exception of Black Spindle, which is which is a very cool event, and I actually like that system. The other two are completely disappointing and, and they're they're really really bad. Um, just the the way it's it's done, where okay, you, you for example the the one that we're talking about with regards to no time to explain. Where you have to do the daily version of Parad uh, Paradox. And you have to get the three ghosts. Why can't there... At this point... At, at, at a certain point, there should be a, a special version that pops out. Oh, Paradox. Why is there an exclamation point over there? And you go through the mission, you're like, I don't get... I don't see what's going on. And then as people, more and more people do it, they're like, oh, there's this over here. You And, and that's what activates it. Because and the fact that, it, that that once you complete that, you have to wait until next week before you can go ahead and start the second part. What's the point? It's like, why can't I start it now? Why do I have to wait a week? Why do you have to send the the schematics over to the three weapon foundries so that it could? I'm I'm talking about the other uh, the hand cannon uh, exotic quest. Like, why do we have to send it to the to the exo to the to weapon foundry so that they can analyze it for an entire week? Why can't you do it now? Why is this exotic taking four weeks? It's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. It's time wasting. It's it's stupid. It reminds me of uh, I forget the name of the one. Uh, actually, you know what? Didn't Bravely Default have some something like this where you could buy time or or or, or something involving that to speed up certain things? I don't know. I don't I'm, hear about that. I I'm, I might need not be bravely default. It might be another game, but basically you would complete certain things, but then you couldn't use it for a certain amount of time. But you can buy that time back, or something like that. 
I don't think so. Because I'm, the, I'm the probably community, mixing up another the community game. that that plays Bravely Default. If they bought out, because that game was full price, so you buy a full price game and that happens, that studio would have been burned to the ground. Oh, I don't think I, I don't mean like buy with actual cash, as in like using resources to speed up the time or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm probably mixing up the games, and I apologize. Um, but anyway, my my point is just that these these time drains that for for no good reason, where you're just sitting and waiting, and you're just like. Okay, I can't do that exotic quest because they're going to artificially extend this time for some stupid reason. Okay, I'll do something else then. Um, yeah, it's it's just not not it's it's not fun. It makes the game stupid. It makes the game feel like a chore, and I don't want to play a game where I feel like I'm doing chores. Right. You know, I, I, the way you describe it, is I wonder if they're trying to take like a cue from Eve Online. And the way they handle building up your more powerful ships. And the reason I'm saying that is because... And John, do you even know what Evil Line is? No. Okay, so for those who don't know what Evil Line is, because there's a chance... It's not an obscure game in the least, uh, but you know, maybe on some people's radar. It's basically like a, um, a game where you, you... It's a space exploration game, kind of. Uh, where you never really see your character. Actually, I think in one, in one of the updates they did, you can, like when you're inside space stations, you see a character. But for the most part, you're just inside of ships, and you can choose to be like a merchant, and you can go mine and trade things. You could be like a pirate and rob people, or you could be like security forces, and uh, you know you can guard people and help take down pirates and stuff like that. So you start off with a ship, and you get get money, which is ISK. Oh, that's the currency in the game. And you buy a bigger ship, and then you buy bigger ships. The more money you make, the better ships you can get, which means you can make more money. Eventually, you start needing resources to make your ships, so you get into that. To make some of the more powerful ships, it could take, like, the better part of a year. And I'm not talking about from the time you start to the time you actually get the ship. I'm talking about once you actually... Uh, decide, okay, I make this much money, I want this ship. You have to... I forget what the what the what one of the most powerful ships is called, um, but basically, you're like, okay, well, first I need to build this space station. I need to build a space station somewhere in space, somewhere remote, so that the ship can actually get built. So you need money and resources for that. So you go get that, you put that together. That takes weeks, by the way, and that's like weeks after you've already gotten the materials. So however long it takes you to get the materials, then you you can build the space station. It's like, okay, now I need the ship. So now, on top of the money you need to, to build the ship, you actually have to go out and get more resources that you need for the ship. And then some of those ships can take up to eight weeks to build. Because everything in EVE runs on real time. So even if when you're not playing the game, the timer is still ticking. And that goes for your abilities, too. So at the, at the, the end point... You have these massively powerful ships, but it took a long time to build, you know, in real time. And with what's going on with Destiny, with them trying to artificially, you know, make you wait for things, it kind of sounds like they're taking a cue from that. The big difference, of course, being that during those six months or eight months that it takes for you to actually do this task to build this ship, this goal that you were trying to build, you're actively doing stuff. 
you're going out, you're doing missions, you're trading for resources, you're talking to people, you're going back and forth. You're not just doing one mission one week and then you have to wait the next week to do something else. It's like a constant thing. You know, you, you can kind of speed up the process if you're good at trading and convincing people to give you what you need. Um, but, yeah, there's no artificial uh, wait there. But, I mean, it is very, very rewarding in that game once you get whatever you were trying to build. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think they're trying to build some type of rewarding experience in Destiny, but it's not rewarding because basically you're just putting a time locker on it. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. And I don't know. I wonder. I was just it was just a thought. I wonder if they were if if that's kind of what they're thinking about when they're doing these things. I I honestly don't know. All I know is that. The exotics currently in game for year two. It's it they're they're pointless. I would, I can name a couple that are actually useful. That that infamous hunter helmet, the graviton forfeit, the one that gave you the infinite shots for some strange reason, even though it was nowhere on its uh on its tree of of perks. It's actually useful to give you that shade step, which is a very very cool perk. It lets you avoid enemies and it lets you avoid some projectiles very very cool perk i mean outside of that i can't really think of any other exotic helmets from year two that are or 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 armor pieces that are that useful or or that i would choose over either the raid helmet or a legendary helmet that i can buy in game that lets me replenish health from an, an orb the year one stuff that that got bumped up to year two those things are way more useful, way more useful than, than some of the stuff from year two. I mean, if you're running around with Light Beyond Nemesis, which is the Warlock helmet that lets you revive people faster and generate an extra orb, you have a very, very powerful perk that'll let you do a lot of stuff in the game, That especially in the raid. Oh, I need pickup. I'm, I'm, I'm available right now. Okay, run right through you, holding the square button, you, all of a sudden you're back and I'm still firing at all these enemies. That's a huge advantage. That's a huge advantage that I haven't seen a year two exotic match. Why would I use some of this stuff? In fact, I see people running around with full legendary. They're not even using an exotic. Because for a lot of people, these exotics aren't that useful. They're completely useless. And on top of that, unless you got it in a drop, if you buy it from Zerp, oh, it's 280. You can't really use it until it's much higher light. And you gotta get the right uh, blues, and then you gotta get the right raid stuff. And oh, the raid didn't decide to give you the the the, the right piece of armor so that you can infuse it. Oh, the raid piece of armor is kind of useless. I can't really infuse it into anything because it's three hundred. Because the game sucks. Oh, why? Someone at someone at Bungie actually thought that chest armor for a warlock. That specialty was it increased the amount of glimmer that you got from your kills. Made it exotic. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, are you, really? Here, here, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. It would be... The reason you're upset at that piece of armor is because the other pieces of armor are so lacking. Because there are certain RPGs that actually have, you know armors or or stuff like that that do give you extra money or gill or in this case glimmer that are are useful if you're doing specifically stuff to get more glimmer 
So I could see the use for that. The problem is because there's other pieces of uh, pieces of armor in the game that are not useful at all. You're looking at this and you're just like, this makes me even more mad because you could have spent time to develop a very good armor piece that gives you, I don't know, uh, a, a second melee charge or or a gives me intellect discipline and strength plus I can wear another exotic piece something cool like that that doesn't give you a perk per se but it gives you three very important things that you can use that no other armor piece has that would be an exotic thing by itself and unless you wear another exotic that's a really cool perk to have on an armor piece I just thought that out of the top of my head Pay me, Bungie. Um, but yeah, it's just these these exotics are not useful. And the unfortunate thing is they're part of the rewards. And the rewards just plain suck. And I'm sorry that this episode is so negative, guys. We're at the, what, the 50-minute mark or something like that? Yeah, we'll pass it. Um, so I, I want to jump into the final piece, which is Crucible. And I don't want to take too too long on it. I just want to say that it's really unfortunate that, per the statistics, it looks like only 1% of the Destiny community is playing Crucible. And it's no. still so bad in, 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 in everything. Just the range on certain guns. The, the pulse, ruff, pulse rifles are, are strong. And I'm okay that they're strong, but when they have the same length, that they have the same effective range as a scout rifle, why would you use a scout rifle? Again, it goes back to the, wh what was the issue before? Hand cannons had the effective range of a scout rifle. Why would you use a scout rifle if that hand cannon is doing 90 per headshot? There's no reason. Case in point, back to the pulse rifles. Why would you use a scout rifle that does, I don't know, 67 damage per headshot, if the pulse rifle with all three bursts, or if you have a Haka um, pulse rifle, all three bursts or four bursts do 80 to 90 damage at, at almost the exact same speed. There's no point. There's no point. They, they balanced out... The game is, is so, in terms of range, the game is so close to being right where it is. And then they make certain things so powerful. And, 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 and I'm not talking about supers because we could go into a 10-hour discussion about supers. I'm talking about the actual pulse rifles. They need to nerf the range so that scout rifles actually become useful. Because, and, and, and I'm not saying this as somebody who hates pulse, pulse rifles. I love my Nerwin's Mercy. I love using Hawksaw. I love using uh, the old school uh, the Praetis timepiece. I love using all these different pulse rifles. But I'm looking at my inventory and I see all these scout rifles. I'm like, I can't really use you. Why would I use you? You're kind of interesting, but uh, this gun's better. I see hand cannons. I see pulse rifles. I see shotguns. I see heavy machine guns. I rarely see scout rifles anymore. Yeah, I think you said, you know, you said that 1% of the Destiny community is playing Crucible. Mm -hmm. And it makes total sense, mainly because the people who are going to play Crucible, 
that are gonna play that are gonna play your PvP multiplayer are competitive. And when they see that their efforts, like you know, them trying to get better and get better weapons, isn't really making a difference because of how the game is balanced then yeah, they're going to leave. There's no point. It's not fun to play. Like, the only time I would play Crucible now is if you guys are playing. Or maybe to, uh, if I was playing on a regular basis, maybe to get my legendary marks. But other than that, the Crucible is not fun to play because I can't, if I play by myself, it's just me being frustrated about certain kills and then not being fulfilled when I get kills on somebody else. You know? Uh, if they if they balance the game, if they treated the Crucible, if they treated PvP like it was something separate from the regular game, it would be so much better. But the, the Crucible is not competitive. It's not competitive at all. And I think Bungie wants to keep it that way because they think it it'll it, it makes more people play it. But I don't think so. Like there's most people who the the bulk of actually I shouldn't say the bulk, but a lot of people who play Destiny. They're not first-person shooter fans, and they really don't have much interest in playing another person. And a lot of people like that wear their feelings on their sleeves where, you know, if somebody kills them and then they get teabagged, if somebody kills them and then they see them dancing, like, that's going to frustrate them and they're not going to want to deal with it anymore. That makes perfect sense. If you have a player versus player, it needs to be balanced, and Bungie just isn't doing that. I've said before that in year one, a huge portion of my Destiny playing was in the Crucible. It has dwindled down to almost none. Uh, I, in fact, I feel forced in order to play Crucible just for something to do. I log in and try and find something to do, and I say, well, I might as well do today's you know, Legendary Marks Crucible so I get build something. That's it. Yeah. Actually, I think um, one thing that really showed me how bad that the the player base is, I should say how bad, sorry, how casual the PvP player base is, is when you go into Rumble. Like, I, I never used to play Rumble, but they had a few times where Rumble was the daily for the legendary marks. So I go and I play Rumble and just wipe the floor with these people. Like, no contest every time. And these are the same people that are playing in regular Crucible. You know, these are the same people that you deal with uh, in, uh, well, I was going to say in Spark, but in uh, in Rift. And in, oh, God, wow. I, why am I, <laughs> I can't think of the control point one. Um, Control, there we go. Wow, way to go, Jared. LOL. But they, yeah, it's the same people you're dealing with in those game modes. And you can really see by themselves they really can't play. A lot of their kills are probably because they're firing along with somebody else and their bullet just happens to hit last. So in order for Bungie to actually, for the Crucible to to, re- to get resurrected, they really need to balance it out. I'm sorry, but I, I just don't think they will. I don't think they have much interest in it. Because I don't, I don't know what they want with this game. Besides money. Like, I, I know they want people to play it. I know they, they want people to play it and they want to make money off of the game, but what is your goal here? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to build a legendary experience? Because you feel that there's there's nothing in this game that makes me feel legendary or special or epic or anything like that. The bulk of the story sits offline, so I can't even really enjoy that too much. 
the the PvP experience is not balanced. It's I don't even know what to compare it to. I've never really played a first person shooter where the PvP experience was just kind of like fuck it. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just the PvP experience is just Tonka toys. Like it is it is not a refined experience at all. So like what is the goal here with Destiny? Did you want it to be highly team based? It seems like you wanted it to be that way, but in order to do that, you actually have to go outside of the game to do it. I mean, luckily for me, like, I know John, I know Jorge, we were friends beforehand when we got the game, and and we play together, but what about all the people who don't, who don't have that? There's a lot of people who don't have that, and I, I just don't know what Bungie's aim is, and it doesn't really seem like they address much in their patches. I, I really wish they could tell me what the goal is. And then maybe I would have a less critical view, but okay, I see what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, it, it's heading in that direction. So besides right. wanting people to play this game and want money, like, what do you want? Tell yeah. me. What's in the box? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I think this is just me putting it out there. Bungie, take with it, take it, whatever you want to do with it. This is just my recommendations. A couple of the stuff that we were talking about. In terms of raid, you have the normal raid come out first. A month after release, release an easy mode that has the ghosts, you know, giving you cl- kind of like where they what they do in strikes right now. Oh, looks like we're gonna need a spark to go in here, don't we? Well, at least have the the ghosts on the normal mode, being able to talk and give you hints on what to do during the raid. Make it a matchmaking version. The easy mode drops the lowest level the lowest high level possible to get into the normal raid, which in, let's say the easy mode gives you 300 light level stuff. The hard mode gives you 310 light level stuff. I mean, the normal version gives you 310 light level stuff and the hard mode version gives you 320. That way you have an entire month dedicated to the hardcore people that play the, the normal uh, raid where they can go ahead and do that raid, experience it without any spoilers or anything. A month later, you have your matchmaking version, which isn't that what WoW does? Don't they have a matchmaking easy version? Yeah, I forget. It's, it's called something. I forget what it's actually called because Nick used to do it all the time, where mm-hmm. you can, uh, where you can, where you can matchmake with other people, or you find you find other groups. Is it, I think it's called Raid Finder. Right, right, but to just make it matchmaking, just like yeah. for strikes, where where you can go into it, just click on it, and. And uh, and go ahead and do the raid with random people in, in in an easier version where the ghost actually gives you hints on what to do. Oh, watch out for orcs! There's a spark over there. Looks like we need to activate the bridge counterclockwise. You know, so th- that way people are clued into what to do, and then they can take that skill to the normal version, which is going to be a little bit harder, has harder enemies, has different dynamics, has different things that you're going to have to learn by doing the actual raid. And that way people don't feel when they go into the normal version where they're like, I have no clue what to do. I ran in here with randoms. These randoms want everything to be perfect. I don't know what to do. Nobody wants to show me. Why am I going to do a raid later on? So that would be a solution that would satisfy all camps. That way you have people who are doing the raid, are able to get in, into groups, maybe even join, make, make friends with them, you know, being able to, to join up do raids later on you have you're basically building the community from these matchmaking events the reward system like i mentioned it should just drop at us at the maximum level that that that's currently available 
on hard. Hard should be 320. That's how it was before. That's how it should be now. All these different random numbers, it's completely unfair. What can be random is whether it's intellect discipline, discipline strength, or max intellect, max discipline, whatever. That I have no problem with. The perks inside, yes, they suck, but they can be random too. But that number is so important. That number is so essential. And make the, so the infusion system, it, it takes the maximum number, not the 80% in between. That, that whole thing is stupid. That doesn't do anything for me. Make it so that the maximum number, when you infuse into something, bam, there it is. You have a 280 item, you have a 320 uh, chest piece, a 280 chest piece, you infuse a 320 to that 280, bam, that 280 is now 320. And let's say that you have the option to choose the, the different perk. You have two perks that, that are available to be cho chosen that you can transfer over. So that you have, a, 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 let's say that you have a normal crucible chest piece, but all of a sudden it has the raid perks in there that you could bring over. That way you get, you're giving people options so that they all don't look the same. I'm Right now, the situation in the tower is this. Everybody looks the same. It's the same thing that happened during uh, the, the, the Dark Below. Everybody's looking the same. Everybody has the same raid armor. I thought we, you wanted people to look different. Oh, sure they do. You know, the, the solution's going to be Everest Trading Co. Oh, <laughs> that's the, I can tell you. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Everest Trading Co. It, it's just it's it's so stupid and 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 the the infusion system is so out of balance because of the RNG and at this point you have to make changes to the RNG so that it's not so RNG if that makes any sense and oh, yeah. and, and and just I I can't stress it enough again again you have to fix that netcode something's going on in there it's really really bad when people people who are Full on green, and I, and I'm not not just me. I hear it all over the place. People in the fire team chat, Facebook, people in my clan, people in other people's clans. I'm hearing it all over the place. I'm I see it all the time. Just constant, constant failure, and it has nothing to do with skill, but it has everything to do with the netcode. I should not be ha be having crucible level lag. The old Iron Banner banana lag that I used to have last year in my final boss raiding experience. It's completely stupid. It's unacceptable. And even worse, going back to the reward system, getting nothing for killing a boss is unacceptable. That's not right. It's unfair to the people that you're, that you're uh, giving this game out to, this, this experience. They're, it diminishes their experience. Anything that diminishes the experience diminishes the amount of people that come back for a, another experience and what sucks is that i had some of my best gaming experiences here and right now and what i can probably say is one of my favorite games of all time because of how much time i put into this i'm feeling cheated i'm feeling robbed i'm feeling like they're reaching into me and ripping it out because I'm getting diminishing returns and it has nothing to do with the challenge, it has nothing to do with the, 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 the difficulty, it has nothing to do with whether or not I can make a specific jump, it has everything to do with randomness. And if randomness depends on, uh, determines how much enjoyment I get from this experience, you're going to lose me. You're going to lose me very quickly. 
And that's something that I can honestly say I've never seen said on this podcast. The game and Bungie losing me because of continued randomness. It's not fair, and they make it even more unfair than it needs to be. RNG is a good thing on certain things. But when there's RNG within RNG within even more RNG and a side dash of RNG with some spiced RNG on the side, you can't do that to people. It's unfair. It, it removes everything. It removes skill. It removes... It, it makes it into a Mario Party experience, and that's bad. Amen. So... <laughs> Does anybody have any final thoughts that they want to throw in? Because <laughs> I think we, we're, we're at a good spot right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm no. sorry that this was such a negative episode, guys. Hopefully next week or next time uh, we'll have a mo much more uh, happy podcast to, to bring to you guys. But I can honestly say that this past week was one of the worst experiences that I personally have ever had in the game. And... It's really unfortunate to see other people having the same experiences that I am. And I, I don't know. I, I, I will personally send this out to Bungie. And I need Bungie to, to really take a look and stop saying, oh, well, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can. Do it now. It needs to be fixed now. You're losing people. You're hemorrhaging people. You need to fix this right now. It, it, you can't take an entire month to decide to fix the, the reward system. It has to be fixed now. This is more important than the Nightfall fix that you did a couple weeks ago. This is way more important. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll know if they fix it or not because, you know, the next podcast will start out with the Star Wars theme instead. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So, thank you all for listening. We're available on SoundCloud. We're on, available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, PocketCast, and soon, very soon, we'll be on Google Play through their new podcasting uh, system. Right, Jarrett? That is correct. Uh, let's go ahead and give a shout-out to our sister podcast. We got Double Tap over there the first week of every month. We got WoW Talk every other week. They're on opposite weeks from us. We got the MASHcast coming up every Monday. We're available on Twitter at M as a Mary T B site. We're also on Facebook.com slash mash those buttons. YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. You can get me at go to NRG. That's letter G O, the number two. N as in Nancy, R as in Roger, G as in giraffe. Jared, where can people get you? Uh, it's underscore ja underscore, so underscore J-A-A -A underscore. And then Waldy, you can catch him riding a rainbow with some Tootsie Pops because he's not on social media for anybody except me and Jared because we're special. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> thinking about changing that. We'll oh, oh, look, yeah. oh yeah. look at Waldy. He's stepping out. I know there's oh. a whole world out there that wants to contact me. Everybody, yeah. everybody and why should you deny them? Console. You know, John? Why deny yeah. them? Don't deny the love. <laughs> All right, guys. And with that, that brings us to close to episode 11. Thank you very much for listening to us, and we'll see you star side. Peace. Later.